Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on today or tonight rather. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. And so y'all on this tell like this Tuesday. <sighs> I got a message. Yes, yes, yes. But before that, uh, I just want you to know that, hey, today was my first official day back as, you know, a teacher at the alternative school. And I am looking forward to a very just blessed and fruitful uh, season with my uh, children, my school children. I am looking forward to this school year. And so, yes, only the teachers came back uh, for now because we come back before the children. They'll be back August 1st. But uh, yes, I have started the process so my summer break is like officially over <laughs> but anyway on this telling like it is tuesday i was like you know what i gotta bring a message of encouragement i have to bring a message of encouragement because hey it's so much going on and we need something to uplift us and some some of us need something to remind us of how great we are to god and so hey on today, the message is, let me make sure it's right on this teller like it is Tuesday. He was intentional about me. Yes, he was intentional about me. And that he that I am talking about is Jesus Christ. He was intentional about me. And intentional by definition means done on purpose, deliberately. So like he deliberately created me. Oh glory to God. I was created on purpose. Glory to God. And my sub message on today is he loved, he loved and chose me first. He loved and chose me first. Like I did not, God loved, and he, again, God loved me and chose me first. I didn't love him first. I didn't choose him first, but he came after me oh god he loved me so much and he chose me glory to god and so we're gonna break that down on today and so you all i need y'all to really know who you are in god on today and i need you to stop listening to the lies of the enemy i need you to stop listening to the lies of the enemy because if you're looking at me or if you are listening to me you have a purpose and god was intentional on bringing you to this earth. I don't care how you got here. I don't care what your parents did to get you here. I don't care what situation they was in to get you here, but God was intentional about bringing you on this earth because you serve a purpose. You have something to do that he don't want no one else to do but you. And you got to recognize that he is and he was intentional about you. Glory to God. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. And so we're going to get started with God so loved us first. God so loved us first. The Bible. See, you always got to have scripture back up when the enemy try to say, mm, you was a mistake. Oh, no, no, no. See, God so loved me first. Or oh, he's trying to tell you nobody love you. Oh, no, God so loved me first. The Bible say, 1 John 4 19, we love him because he first loved 
us. And so we love him because he first loved us. We was incapable of love without him. We incapable of loving how he want us to love, not this human love. No, if you want like the excellent part of love, the perfect love, unconditional love. Oh no, you got to have God love. And so in order for us to know love, we must know God and God had to love us first. God had to love us first. So first John 4 and 19, we love him because he first loved us. Romans 5 and 8, but God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 and 8 again. So they ask you, how you know Jesus loved you? He died for my sins. He died so I can have a relationship with him. Glory to God because he sinned separate us from God. So that's why God had to die. He was a perfect sacrifice. He died for our sins. Glory to God. So he commanded his love towards us. When I couldn't, oh glory, hallelujah. When I couldn't love him back, he died while I was yet a sinner. And I keep saying this in my videos because you got to understand the love of God. I could not love him back. I was sinning against him, but he already knew this and he died for my sins. That's the love of God. And so you think that I'm not going to love him back with my life? They'd be like, you doing too much? No, I'm not doing too much. My Savior got on that cross and had holes, holes in his hands, holes drilled in his feet. And he died on that cross for my sins. So, oh, no, I'm not going too far. Oh, no, I'm not going too far with my love for God. No, it's proven time. It's proven time. He went through all this for me. So I will sacrifice my life for him. I will sacrifice what I want to do for him. My will for his glory to God. Because he didn't have to do it. Hallelujah. But he did because he wanted to have a relationship with me. A human with me. So all oh, glory to God, I will live for him. I will die to self and live for him. Hallelujah. So he commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8. Another scriptural reference. Another scriptural reference. For God so loved the world, we quoted so much. So why would we listen to the lies of the enemy? God loves me. God loves me despite whatever situation I'm in. He still loves me. So John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth, so you got to believe, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you want that everlasting life on today? You got to know he loved you so much that he just didn't want you to live a nice life down here. No, he wants you to live a holy life down here. So in the end of this world, when he come back to receive us, that you have everlasting life with him. But you got to believe on his name and see God so love you. You got to know that. You have to know that. Therefore, like whatever you have done, whatever you have done, do not change his love for you. Whatever you have done, because I just said while you was yet a sinner, Christ died for you. It don't matter. People, people put degrees on sin. God never did that. So you have to, you have to go, you have to go and research the scripture. 
Sin is say all unrighteousness is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. So I don't care what you've done. Because you have these people that think they are pretty sinners. Just because they go to church. You go to church, but you still got hate in your heart. You go to church, but you still have unforgiveness in your heart. All that is sin. So you just as guilty as somebody that's having sex before marriage. You just as guilty as somebody that is married and they having, they got them a side piece or whatever they want to call it. You're just as guilty if you have hate, unforgiveness, and you a gossiper, and you a bitch by other men's matter. You sowing discord among the brethren. Uh, uh, you shedding innocent blood, abortions, and all of this. But 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 you but you want to point point fingers. You can't point no fingers. None of us can point fingers. Not even me. I was I was once a sinner. I'm not a sinner now. But I was a sinner and Christ died for me. And so I'm telling y'all on today, no matter what you have done, who you have done it to, who you have done it with, Christ will forgive you. And go back to my podcast when I talk about Paul. Paul was persecuting saints. God forgave him. And he wrote many books of the Bible. God used him to speak his word. Because he changed his life. He turned from that wicked way. And he believed on Jesus Christ. He gave his life to God. So you can change. God will forgive you. And God love you right where you at today. The point, the problem, and the question is, do you love him? Do you love him to walk out, walk away from sin and deny yourself? Do you love him that much? Glory to God. We're going to keep on going. But God love you while you're yet a sinner right now. If that's what, if that's the situation you're in. Now, we always have to remember that, hey, he hates sin. See, that's what I had to come to realize. That's what you got to come to realize. Ain't no way that I'm going to keep sinning against the God that loved me and died for me. I can't keep doing that. I can't keep doing that. This God loves Jesus, loves me. So I can't keep sinning against him because I got to have fellowship with him. And again, that sin break off the fellowship between us. Like, no. We, we, we have no communication because God ain't hearing me if I'm in sin because that's, that's when that disconnect comes. So that's why you got to know, listen, God loves me, but he can't have no re relationship with me. He can't have fellowship with me in sin. So that's what you have to remember. So if you are in sin, you got to come out. And He the only way you can show your love back is to obey his commandments. The Bible say like, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. That's a scripture. So that's how we show our love for him. Glory to God. And so don't hide. The Bible say like, because if you hide, it say, hey, but God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. He came to save you. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So you need to receive salvation. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Now, now we're going to get into some things about believing because believing is doing. Believing is obeying. But anyway, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. Light has came into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Their deeds was evil. So a lot of times like the devil yourself, you'll be so shamed that you want to hide. You'll be so shamed that you don't want to come to church. 
and get your life together. But when you realize that every single body that is in the church today was once a sinner, then you will get yourself together and be like, hey, all these people was once sinners. All these people came from dust. They're humans just like me. So you know what? I'm about to come up in here and receive salvation for myself so I can be a saint of God too. Because every last one of us, including myself, again, was once a sinner. We was in some type of sin. All of us was born. We was all born in sin. And we all sinned some type of way. So your sin is no bigger than my sin. You might have got worse consequences than me for your sins. But it don't matter. It's all sin. So you need to come to the feet of God. You need to come to, to God and ask him to forgive you, be sorry for your sins and turn away from the world, turn away from your selfish ways and give your life to Christ on tonight. That's called repentance. You don't know, you don't want to live for yourself no more. You don't want to live for the devil no more. You want to be used by God. You want to live for God. You want him to, to be a part to be, actually be your life. You want to glorify him in body and in spirit. Glory to God. You want to be saved. So you need to come to Jesus on tonight. Hey, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I realize, I realize I am a sinner. I have sinned against you terribly. But Lord, please forgive me. I want to live for you, Lord. Please cleanse me from all my sins. And glory to God. Now, you have repented. Now, you have exposed yourself. You have exposed that devil. I'm not telling you to come on Facebook and social media and say all this. I'm telling you to go to God in prayer. And you have exposed, you have exposed, you have came to the light so your deeds may be seen. God already see it, but you need to expose yourself. Glory to God. And now you are ready to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, that means for the, for the forgiveness of your sins. Find you a holy church because you need to get under holy church. My church is City of Refuge in Baseball, Mississippi. If you're in this area, baptizing it. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you can receive the Holy Ghost. You can receive the Holy Ghost coming up out that water. That's being born. That's being born of the Spirit. And when you got baptized, that was born of the water. And how you know you receive the Holy Ghost, you will begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. That means you will begin to speak in a language that you don't even know. You don't even know this language. It's going to be a heavenly language. Glory to God. And actually, you can receive the Holy Ghost before you even get baptized. I won't confuse nobody. But when you repent and you are sorry for your sins and forgiveness, your old self is gone, is dead. You have died to that old self. And you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be this way anymore. And so you can receive the Holy Ghost after repentance. You just believe it. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. But again, you must be born of the water, though, and the spirit. You need both to enter into the kingdom of God and to go to heaven. So we're going to go on. So come to the light that your deeds may be exposed. Um, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest. Because you need them deeds to be made manifest. You might think you okay, 
but you're not okay. If you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, you ain't walking in holiness, you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're not okay. You need to come to the light so your deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. And that was Ephesians 3, 16 through 21. So God loves you. The question again, do you love him back? And it's time. It's time to come to God. It's time to be born again of the water and of the spirit. And it's time to walk in the newness of life, to walk in holiness that is pleasing to God. Glory to God. You want to show that you love God back? Again, obey his word. Keep his word. Because you ain't good. It's no good thing in his flesh. You ain't good by yourself. You can say you love God all you want to, but you don't love God if you're not being obedient to his word. And his word say you must be born again of the water and of the spirit, or you cannot see the kingdom of God. You ain't entering in the kingdom of God, but you must be born of the water and of the spirit. And you must continue to walk in holiness and obedience to his word after you have done that. So, do you want to love him back? Because God love you. He love you right where you at. You looking at me, you hear me. He giving you a chance and an opportunity to receive salvation. Glory to God. It is available to you. Glory to God. Now, second point. Second point. Let me go to the second point. I love the second point. He chose us first. Ooh. He chose us first. He chose us first. The Bible say in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's Jeremiah 1 and 5. So that show you that, hey, God chose. I wasn't even, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before I even came into existence, like on earth and a little baby form and all of this, he already knew me. He already chose me to do what I'm doing today, to do to doing my purpose that I'm living out today. He already had chose me. And so that's what you all need to realize, that he chose us first. And then John 15 and 15 say, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. So again, I didn't choose him. He chose me. And so that's what y'all, we all have to understand. He chose us. He had something particular that he had called us and set us apart to do before we was even born, before our parents even thought about getting together and having sexual relations. He already had chose us to do this particular job, particular assignment, he already had chose us to do it. So I always remember that myself because years ago, years ago, like when I walked away from the Lord years, 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 years ago, I realized when I was coming back, he revealed to me like, hey, Tequila, before, before, before you even did this mess up, I already had chose you and gave you this assignment. It haven't changed. And when I was younger, like I was, I don't know, like maybe 10 or younger, when we used to play church, you know, and I'm not talking about being a hypocrite. I'm talking about like when church kids get together and just be doing, playing, like playing like different people at the house and stuff. Uh, I used to act like I was a teacher. 
and I like to teach and act like I was preaching like the word to my cousins and my sisters and stuff like that. And I'm like, now, Lord, at that young age, and, and I do not believe that a woman, you know, need to be preaching, you know, to men and all of this. No, I do not believe that. I'm just saying when I was younger, that's what I was playing doing. But I know that God had called me to be a teacher, uh, uh, to use me to speak. I know he had called me to speak his word. And so I'm looking like, Lord, all he, God brought that to my remembrance. Like I've been, had chose you and ordained you to be this. And it's other things, but I'm not going to mention that on here to seem like I'm pushing myself up. But I know for a fact, you know, and I know I will share with you that part of what he called me to do was to teach. And I was doing that by a 10 or something. Every time I was just, I was excited about doing it. They like, you know, playing the tambourine and singing and uh, playing other instruments and doing all of that, shouting and all that. What I want to do? No, I, I wanted to open up the Bible and act like I was teaching to them. And so God, God had already had put this in me before when he was forming me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He already had put that in me. And so I, he brought that back to my remembrance. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I thank you. And then when I walked away, from the church and you know walked away back to it from church i'm like i was i had started becoming afraid not afraid I, maybe afraid i don't know what you, how you want to call it, but i didn't like speaking in front of people what and see that's how the devil do because he had you so bound you know either in sin or he try to strip your identity away from you while you out in that world but it came back to me because see now like i don't mind like speaking his word speaking his word to crowds speaking his word on social media or speaking wherever i go i don't mind doing it but at first, like, I was like, no, if when they tried to get me to do stuff in the church, I was like, no, like, when it came to speaking in front of people, I was like, no, I really don't want to do that, like, short talk, like, no, but now it's like an excitement in me, like, I love to speak the words of God, like, it's just in my belly, glory, flowing out, so don't let the devil strip away your identity, do not let the world strip away your identity in Christ and what he has called you to do, but glory to God, he chose me first like I didn't even pick this because like I said like a lot of different things I did not I did not know that this was my calling I did not know he chose this for me I just began to when when I came back to him and he began to reveal God began to reveal these things to me then I just went to the word of God and was like oh this is what I'm doing this is what he has called me to do and I didn't I didn't choose it for myself he had chose me to do this he had put it in my belly on what he wanted me to do glory to God and so now I, I, I'm doing it and uh, another thing that I like to do is you know exactly Exhort, which means like to encourage and that that's in the scripture you will find it in the new testament like that is that is things that is evidenced by the spirit and, and just gifts that he has given and, and placed in the church and i was like thank you jesus thank you jesus and i i noticed like i had to put a name to what i was doing years ago because i just wanted to know like and god moved on me to know that and i'm like oh yes i do have some gifts because you know a lot of time the church, like they push the gifts of like, um, you know, preaching and singing and musicians, but they don't really dive deep. And like the gift of exhortation is a, a lot of other uh, gifts, diversity of gifts that's, that's in the Bible. 
that we actually have and but don't even know that it's actually a gift that is listed in the Bible that is that is put in scripture. But glory to God, God chose me. God chose you to do something in particular. And so as the Bible said, we need to bear fruit. And so before he really start um like using me in a capacity of speaking on platforms and things like that, I I was bearing fruit. And when first of all, I was bearing the fruit of the spirit. Because a lot of times people want to run and they don't even have the Holy Ghost. They want to run and prophesy. They want to run and lay hands on people. They want to run and go do speaking engagements. They want to run and knock on doors. They want to run and witness, but you ain't even a witness because God told you after the Holy Ghost come, you shall have power. And then it said, you shall be my witnesses. So you should have the Holy Ghost before like you going out here on these platforms and things like that. And so before God really put me on the forefront, I went through years, years of him like like molding this the fruit of the spirit like it's filed in galatians 5 several different ingredients to this one fruit love joy peace and long suffering and it's a lot of other ones gentleness faith it's it's some other ones that i haven't named but the fruit of the spirit you need you really need to be mature in this fruit before you get on large platforms before you get on large platforms or any platforms where you're going to be pushed out, people are going to really be seeing you because people are going to try you. People are going to try you. And if you're doing something, if something happened like in your life or whatever, it's going to be publicized if it's bad. So you got to really work on yourself. Like I took my experience where God had me in the pit, in a prison, <laughs> like Joseph and all of those times to mature in my fruit. I didn't just jump to where I'm at. I didn't just jump to doing videos. I didn't just jump to speaking in front of the church and speaking in front of other people. I didn't just jump to that. God was making and molding me in those seat in the seasons that he needed to make and mold me. And so um, we need to bear fruit that we have been chosen because you might do a mess up and they're like, oh, I told you, I told you, I told you they was fake. I told you they was a false prophet. I told you. They was... But see, you went out there before your time. You didn't let God finish molding you and making you into who he wanted you to be before you got on this platform. You just ran, ran in front of the pastor. See, and then see a lot of people, they don't even have a pastor. They're just doing stuff on their own, which is a problem. It's a big problem because, again, your pastor, like I always tell my videos, watch for your soul. Your pastor, watch for your soul. So you ain't ever right there when you just run it. But anyway, you got to be obedient and submit submitted under your pastor. Glory to God. And so anyway, I allowed the fruit of the spirit to, to, to mature because it's like, you you just don't need to be going out there and you a babe in Christ or you just get yourself together. Like when I first came back to God, I still had to, I still work on myself, but I'm saying I really had to do some changes in my life and work on myself before I was able to help other people come out the same situation that I was in or a similar situation. 
I had to work on myself and realize what did I do wrong? What did I need to do better? And, and just different things and, and just strategies and biblical principles and disciplines that it, it would take to keep me out that situation. And I thank God for maturing me and still maturing me, okay? Because I'm not claiming to be perfect here. I'm saying that you need to you need to be behind the scenes getting yourself together. Don't go before God. Don't go before your pastor release you because you may not be ready. You might, you are anointed, which means like you set apart for this job, but you may not be, it's not your appointment yet. Like it's, you're not appointed to get up yet. That's what I'm saying. You're not appointed to get up in front of people yet. Let God make you, let God mold you. And so you need to be bearing you need to be bearing this fruit. You need to be bearing this fruit. Um, also, okay, we need to bear fruit that we have been chosen. <laughs> that That's very important. It, the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our life. Our lifestyle of holiness should produce evidence of our faith. Our lifestyle of holiness should produce evidence of our faith. Because if we talk about like we've been chosen to do this, that, that, and the other, we should show some signs. Like, I don't want to get up to the judgment seat and he be like, you have done this. You have prophesied in my name. You have done many good works in my name. And then you be like, depart from me. I never knew you. And see, that's going to happen to some people because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. They wasn't walking in holiness, but they was doing good works under the name of Jesus Christ. They really was doing good works, but they themselves did not have a saving relationship with God. And so I'm like, no, Lord, listen, listen, listen. I love that you gave me all these gifts. Thank you. Thank you for choosing me. But at any time, like, I need you to tell me if I am not walking in the spirit. Like, if I am not still filled with your spirit, I need to know. Because I don't, I don't want to do all this good stuff on earth, get the accolades on earth, good job, whatever, and get the judgment seat and Christ Almighty, God Almighty, be like, depart from me. I never knew you. Who cares if people don't know me? Because a lot of people still don't know who I am. But as long as God knows who I am and I'm doing a work for him, I'm good. I need both things going on. So I'm telling y'all, y'all need, we all need to make sure that the fruit of the spirit is evident in our life. Go to Galatians 5. And that we are, that it's, it, that we are walking in holiness. Because if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, your lifestyle is going to be holiness. And I'm talking about everything. The way you talk, the way you dress, the way you live. This is not a five-hour thing. This is not a Sunday thing. Holiness should be your life. Anybody that see you, walk up on you, should know that you are a holy woman of God. So you got to check yourself. Because these works, that's, we can't be deceived. We cannot be deceived, you that are not saved. Listen, don't be deceived by preachers, pastors, prophets. They be doing all this stuff. But if you see their life is shabby and it's unholy, then you don't need to follow their ministry. You don't need to be up under a pastor that's sleeping with women that's not his wife. You don't need to be under a first lady that look like a prostitute. 
Because that's not holiness. And I'm talking about she is half-dressed, showing her boobs and her thighs. Mm-mm. That's not that. And I don't care where she at. It's holiness 24-7. So we're going to go on. And I'm not talking about when she with her husband behind closed doors. I'm saying whatever we see should not should be covered. It shouldn't be nakedness. All right. So in order for us that is chosen, in order for us that is chosen to continue to, to show forth the fruit of the spirit, we got to stay connected to our power source. We have to stay connected to the vine, which is Jesus. That's the only way we're going to be able to bear fruit and produce evidence that we are really who we say we are. We have to stay connected to Jesus, not just for a sermon, not just for this message. But I'm like, no, I'm daily praying for myself. Because this ain't saying yourself from this untoward generation. So you need to stay connected to Jesus. Okay. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And in that, I'm talking about walking the spirit. Apart from him, we are ineffective. Because you you may be helping bring souls to Christ, but if you ain't say yourself what you did for you, for your and your situation was ineffective, because now you going to hell and they're gonna be saved. Ain't no way. So I'm like, no, Lord, please keep my heart pure before you. Please keep my mind pure before you. Go over to God, because I got to save myself. Now. We must be full of the Holy Ghost to effectively do what he has chosen us to do and receive a heavenly reward for it. So like I was saying, people, they might be on here. You'd be like, ooh, yeah, they must be telling the truth. They got all these likes. They got all these shares. Hey, what they some, some people are telling the truth and some people are false. Because again, like I always keep saying, people telling you what you want to hear is not going to save your soul. But anyway... I'd rather be rejected by man, but be chosen by God. I'm trying to tell you right now. And the real ones, people that really want to be saved, those are the ones going to flock to the chosen ones. People that don't want to be saved, they're going to go out to the false pastors, false preachers, false prophets, false prophetess, false, false, false saints, because they want to be comforted in their darkness. They want to be comforted in their sin. They want to be confident in their backslidden state. So they're not going to link up with ones that is like telling the truth. Because they don't have a love for the truth. They want to be confident in their sins. So we're going to go on. Lord, but I'm telling you that are chosen. Keep, keep remembering that it's not me that chose me. It's God that chose me. And if I backslid and went away if you out here you backslid from christ it's time to come back because he still got an assignment for you while you're still breathing you still breathing you still got an assignment so we're gonna go on so one of the pastors i was listening to i like when they said this it was something similar to this i may not be people's favorite i may not be people's favorite but i am god's chosen Woo! glory to god see, see when you think about it 
God is the creator of the whole world. He created all of us. He created the world. He knows everything. He's all powerful. So why should I get why should I get the press? Because I'm not people's favorite. Again, they are mere humans. They are mere dust. Why would I get upset? Okay, let me go on. I may not be people's favorite, but I am God's chosen. Hallelujah. And that is what you always got to say. So don't judge. Do not judge what God has called you to do based on people. Do not judge what God has called you to do based on people's reactions or responses, especially the world's response. God chose you and you will see fruit from what he called you to do. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read this part, especially about the world because (laughs) they hated Jesus and he was the chosen one. And so if you think that he, they hated Jesus, why do you think that they're going to love you and receive you? They're not, they're not going to, some people see, they got to be spiritually in tune. And everybody's saying that they're spiritual or or saved, they're not, or they're not close to God as they should be, so they're not gonna see it. And some people they don't, they don't supposed to understand what you do. God called you, not them. But anyway, I'm gonna read the scripture again. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. God did this. I don't care about no license. If they never gave me a missionary license, if they never gave me any kind of license, it wouldn't matter because see, God ordained me. See, what man put up, man can sit down. But if God has ordained you to do something, you will continue to do that with or without the license. Woo! Glory to God. Man cannot hold you down. Man cannot stop what God has anointed and chosen and ordained. Man can't stop it. You just continue to do what God has called you to do. Glory to God. And so you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. Like I said, bring forth fruit. I need to see. We all need to see. God needs to see some evidence that you've been chosen. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Look at the benefits of being chosen. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Come on. If you are the world, the world will love his own. So that's why I, I just, I'd be like, okay, I need to expect this. Like, you should expect this. Because if you, it's just to be expected. If ye were the world, the world will love his own. So it's a problem to me when everybody is lovey-dovey with you and you say you saved, something is wrong. Because if somebody's in sin or, or like somebody don't want to get their life right, or they, they, they ain't gonna love you. They might tolerate you, but they're not really loving you. So you check yourself if you fitting in with the world, because nine times out of ten, you ain't on God's side. Okay, if you are the world, the world will love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you, because He chose you out. 
of the world. You should be making a difference. You should be different than the world. They should see a clear difference than you. Like all the worldly concepts, the worldly ideas, the worldly issues. Like you shouldn't be in agreement with these things. You shouldn't be in agreement with same-sex marriage. You shouldn't be in agreement with abortion. You should not be in agreement with a man sleeping with a woman that they're not married to. You should not be in agreement with getting Marry, then divorce, then remarry, then divorce, then remarry. You shouldn't be in agreement with that because the Bible is clearly against all these things. So you need to check yourself. That's why if the world ain't hating you, something is wrong with you. Because see, we are we are counterculture. I believe it's counterculture. Like we 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 are not we are opposite of whatever this culture is. The worldly culture. So you ain't going to fit in and the world is going to hate you. All right. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So just get ready. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So again, you cannot judge yourself and your calling by the response that you get from the world and so from some people in the church that claim to be a saint, but they still a part of the world. So you can't, you cannot get yourself all boggled up and think, oh, did God really choose me? No, he chose you, but they're not going to accept your words. They didn't accept Christ's words. They crucified our Lord. So they're not going to accept your words either if they don't want to be saved. So it's okay. You just pray for them and you shake the dust off your feet and you keep going. You keep spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. You keep speaking his word. You keep doing what God has called you to do. Because point blank period, hey, the world in general is not going to accept you. They didn't accept Jesus Christ. All right. So just know if they have kept my sins, they would have kept yours also, but they didn't. So don't get mad. Get glad and rejoice. And keep on doing the work of God and pray for him. Another scripture. This is what I really love. Because it's like you got to know that Jesus Christ has chosen you. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It do not matter what others think about you. God chose you. You have to keep thinking about that. God chose me. I must do what he chose me to do. And he chose me. Ooh, I'm about to get into it. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Just as in his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world. He chose me before the foundation of the world. So why in the world would you let the devil speak lies? If he's speaking it, you got to say he chose me before the foundation of the world. Yes, I did this. Yes, I was in sin. Yes, yes, yes. But I came back to Jesus. I repented. He cleansed me from all unrighteousness. And he chose me before the foundation of the world to do what he has called me to do. Whatever he called you to do. You say that. He chose me to do whatever. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what he has called me to do because he chose me. I didn't choose this for me. He chose me. So I must do whatever he called me to do with excellence. In love, glory to God, because he chose me. You got to realize that on today, y'all.
Y'all can't let the devil speak these lies in your spirit. You can't keep going over and over and over and over your sins. Because that's what Satan tried to do to me and tried to keep me from coming back to God. He kept playing it over and over and over and over. And then I, I began to read. And that's why I was coming to church. Every time I was saying, no, no, God loves me and he chose me. And I know he chose me for such a time as this. Because I'm here to encourage you that have went away from the Lord. It is time to come back. Those that are not saved, it's time for you to come to Christ because he chose you for a great work. You hear me? You see me? It's something that you need to do in the kingdom of God. He chose you. He loves you. So you need to come on to Christ. Okay. Just as in his love, he chose us in Christ. Actually selected us for himself as his own. Before the foundation of the world. So that we will be holy. He chose us to be holy. So before you say he chose me to preach and all that. He chose you to be holy first. He chose us to be holy. That is consecrated. Set apart for him. Purpose driven. And blameless in his sight. So he chose me to be holy. And blameless in his sight. And love. He predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own. That's what I just love. I am God's child. I belong to him. He claimed me as his own. So when people reject you, who cares? God has accepted you. Who, glory? You are beloved to him. Okay. He, he, predestined, uh, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children. As his own children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. The kind intention, like he was intentional about me. The kind intention and good pleasure of his will. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. So y'all got to be encouraged on day. And know that God loved me and God chose me first. God loved me and God chose me first. Yes, God loved me and God chose me first. First, dwell on that. He wants you. He loves you. And he chose you before the foundation of the world. He still loves you. No matter what sin you went on today or tonight, he still loves you. Come on to Jesus. Ask him to cleanse you. Oh, ask for forgiveness and receive salvation on tonight. Glory to God. Because he loves you right where you are at. Right where you are at. Woo, you may be in a trap house, but he loves you. He loves you right where you are at. Come to Jesus while there's still time. Glory to God. You might be in a bad situation on today. But come to Jesus, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. And so I do want to tell y'all, I got to direct this to our single ladies. Now, now listen, you better realize that God loved you and he chose you because some of these brothers out here, they're like, no, 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 no. If they don't see you like God see you. God chose you and he loved you and he was intentional about you. He was intentional about you knowing that you are his favorite because see, there will never be another one. Never, 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 never be another you on this earth. So you got to know as a single woman, uh-uh, you better. If the man, the man that comes to you needs to love you and choose you above all the females because he knows that you are the only one. You are the only one for him. You are the only one 
for him. So we got to take note of that and know that this man of God that is coming for you and me will love you unconditionally. Because like I told you, while we was just sinners, Christ died for us. So he's going to love you unconditionally. And he's going to always choose you. No matter what his eyes may see, he's going to always choose you because God chose you for him. He's going to always choose you because he realized that you are his wife, that you are his good thing, that you are his favor. I don't care how a booty may shake or how big the breast may wobble from side to side or up and down. He knows that you are the one for him. Glory to God. I don't care how snatched another female may be. He going to know that you are his good thing. And you the only one that can bring favor to his life. And he is going to appreciate your beauty. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And you are marvelous. Glory to God. Just the way that God made you. And if he don't see you like that, let the brother keep us stepping. Because you got to know who you are in Christ. You got to love you. Don't, don't, don't let no man belittle you because I always look at the relationship of my parents. My dad, my dad, he honors my mother. He's always talking about how beautiful and, and how she was always the one for him and how he noticed that when he looked at her, him, that's the one. And so don't ever let no man belittle you. No. Because what God and who God has for you is going to love you for you. And they're going to love the aspects of you. Glory to God from inside and out. Look at our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father loved us and he chose us. And he loved and chose us so much that he's not making nobody else like us. No one else. No one else. Only us. So don't ever settle. And so you need to just appreciate the love of your Heavenly Father until another man can come that's going to love you and that's going to appreciate you and see again the beauty that you are from the inside out and there is no one else that can compare to you glory to God and so I pray that someone was blessed by this message and remember that God was intentional about you glory to God and he loved and chose you first well if y'all don't have a church home on tonight again Please know I belong to the City of Refuge Church. My pastor is Bishop Calvin C. Wally, and we are, our church is in Baseville, Mississippi. You are welcome to come to our church. Glory to God. You are welcome. You are welcome. And you are welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sound like a welcome that I do in the church, but hey, you are welcome because I am the church. So glory to God. You are welcome. So I pray again that someone was blessed by this. Will everyone have a blessed, blessed night? Peace out.